0: Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co, where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice. All right. Well, Trace. After some technical difficulties, it looks like we are (laughs) back and streaming live. Um, So, for everybody that's out there, so sorry for uh, the technical difficulties. As I, as I said just a moment ago, feels like December eighty seventh of twenty twenty. As we're uh, figuring out uh, this new and exciting. Uh, Facebook Live functionality, but really excited to be here uh, with my co-host and the owner of Teams & Co., uh, Tracy Eames. Tracy, ha- how are you doing today?
1: Hey, Mike. Doing well. A little bit of technical difficulty on this side, but uh, <laughs> we're going to get through it. So uh, excited for our first Facebook Live and, and what would be the first Facebook Live with, without some technical difficulties, right? So uh, we uh, we're excited to be here today in honor of Small Business Week. We are doing a whole week this week on our podcast, just inviting people who help small businesses grow in honor of all of the great work that small businesses do each and every day to support our communities. Um, so we are excited to be here live. We, we also have a special announcement today. One of the reasons we, we wanted to kind of come to you in person live today, which is Teams & Co. is uh, offering a new product out there. It's called Teams Global, and it's our online learning platform. This year, especially, we've had a, a lot of requests for more on-demand learning opportunities. So maybe not full consulting projects, but are there ways that leaders and team members can, you know, take their take opportunities throughout the day to upskill, um, learn, and, and keep developing, um, and do that on their own time and on their own schedule, while also in a in a relevant way, right? We've all had all a lot of different types of trainings in our in our roles. So we've focused Teams Global on being really approachable, um, much like how we work with companies. So it's Mike and I just kind of chatting with folks. There's a lot of worksheets and kind of some reading materials, but the goal is, is to present relevant topics in a relevant way and make it easy and digestible. So there's short chapters. You can take a 10 minute kind of chapter and then maybe a 20 minute one and, and fit it in around your schedule. So Mike and I are really excited about that launch. If you want updates, you can come to our website, teamsandco.com. That's T-E-A-M-E-S-A-N-D-C-O.com. And uh, under the tab, you can find Teams Global. There's a page where you can sign up for your email and and we'll email you once we we fully launch later this month.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Really excited about that and uh, excited for today's topic um, as... Uh, Tracy and I have engaged in, um, you know, both our own corporate careers in the past and uh, working with many different clients. We've we've recognized many different training gaps that exist within organizations. Um, A lot of those gaps were the inspiration to start teams global. And uh, today we're having a a short conversation, just identifying some common gaps that we see that exist in many different organizations. Um, So Tracy, do you want to give just a brief overview of what we're going to be talking about today? And, and we can go from there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So when we when we work with organizations, we see that there's varying levels of training opportunities, right? So a couple of ones that we see pretty often is is technical training for you know new employees, frontline employees. Technical training seems to be something that organizations have a really good handle on. Uh, also, executive coaching. Um, executive coaching seems to be a pretty prevalent part of corporate um, America, where CEOs, C-suite, executive leaders. Have a coach that can, you know, and, and Teams and & Co, we offer it. It's a, just an opportunity for a senior leader to have a counterpart, to help them continuously take that strategic approach, think about the business in new and different ways, but have that ongoing relationship where you can get advice um, on more of a, you know, month-to-month basis versus a certain project, right? So executive coaching is is a pretty well-defined area uh, of support. What we have noticed, though, is there's three areas uh, that organizations have varying levels of, of opportunities. So, the first is kind of uh, frontline leaders, frontline individual contributors. Right, those those folks who work at your organization, they may not lead a team, but they lead really important projects or pieces of your business. So, how do, how are you training and empowering those individual contributors? Uh, first-time leaders. So when those individual contributors move into that first-time leader role, what's the support and training you're giving those first-time leaders to be successful? And then one of the spaces that we see uh, a lot of kind of, uh, you know, a, a high amount of gaps is that senior leader that's not an executive, right? A lot of times we assume as an organization, hey, this person has made it to the director level or the VP level, they they probably have what they need to be successful, and what we what we don't um, often identify is there's still ways that we can all improve, right? Throughout our careers, we're going to need to adapt and um, you know move to new technologies. We're going to have maybe you know the way that we do things changes a little bit. So what are those ongoing training opportunities for your most senior leaders as well? So those are the ones that we're we're planning on. Uh, I'm jumping into today so maybe Mike you can you can lead us off and kind of we'll kick off with the uh, individual contributor training
0: yeah absolutely Tracy so uh, this is one that we've see that we see often and to Tracy's point organizations generally do a good job training the technical skills that you need to be required in in any particular role so you know it's it's likely that if you jumped into a, a new role as an individual contributor maybe as a fresh out of college hire or maybe you know you know at a later stage in your career um, for you to be trained on things like well what's the process how do I get my day-to-day work done but oftentimes people aren't trained on basic leadership or you know quote-unquote soft skills that are really relevant for every position so for instance leading up we all need to know and 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 be practiced in leading our own uh, career and working with our managers working with uh, the different folks that we have in our leadership chain to guide our career in the direction that we want to go as if, for instance so managing up and learning to collaborate with your teams is a common area where nobody really trains on that topic um, so that's a big gap that we see is is empowering individual contributors to have a well thought out perspective of what is my career vision what is my role vision where do I see myself working towards and then how do I engage my leader or my manager as an ally in the pursuit of that shared goal Um, so that's a a common area where we see just a gap and and the result of that is oftentimes you have people that are working really really hard they may be working long hours um, and doing good things but not feeling like they're being rewarded or not feeling like their organization is supporting them in the ways that they need to be supported. And, uh, and fortunately, there are some really uh, practical tools that you can use to engage your individual contributors and equip them with the things that they need to be successful uh, in in not just the technical skills but in more the soft skill career management areas as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point, Mike, and I think it it goes to what we speak about often, which is everybody needs to kind of have a vision of how their contribution supports the overall organization, right? And so to your point, if I'm working long hours and I don't have a strong relationship with my leader, um, I may not know how I fit into that overall strategy, and I may not know or have a clear sense of what I do each day is impacting Our shared success. So, that ability to manage up and be able to communicate well with your leader is critical for all of us. It's also critical when you think about individual contributors being on cross functional teams, right? So, when we think about all these meetings we all go to every day, having the ability to give folks an idea of why am I sitting on this cross functional team? What's my contribution to this cross functional team? Am I empowered with the right set of communication tools, practices, training? that I need to be able to, you know, successfully contribute to this other team that I'm a part of. Right. So I think it's a great point and it's one that, that we often speak about in terms of, you know, making sure that the entire team feels empowered to have that informal, informal leadership throughout the organization. So.
0: Yeah. And the last thing that will add to the individual contributor um, component is Ultimately for any of us to be successful in our roles, we need to be strong communicators. We need to be able to persuade. We need to be able to uh, communicate effectively. So for instance, um, you know, I, I was in a past role uh, as a finance leader and that was a skill that we worked a lot with our junior analysts on, is you had a lot of analysts that were really great at uh, doing the this hard technical skills, but were unable to use their deep learnings and their subject matter expert expertise to really influence more senior leaders because they were just intimidated. So oftentimes you had these great people that had really great insights and because they were intimidated to, to speak up and and use their learnings to influence the organization in a new direction. Um, oftentimes they just sat quietly in meetings and didn't contribute. Um, so you know, we call one of these episodes that Tracy and I are doing right now bridging the gap and we're identifying what are some common gaps where we see, um, where we see these issues, uh, and fortunately th- there are tools to help. So, um, again, a plug to check out, uh, the team's global launch where we will be equipping, uh, you and your organizations to help fill these gaps if you, if you identify or resonate with any of them.
1: I think that's a I think that's a good point, Mike. You know, for these for individual contributors, the key part of the training is is really communication, right? How do we build those communication lines? Uh, as as we often say, north and south. So to your leader, to your you know, to your counterparts, as well as east and west. Maybe other teams you work with, uh, other folks that you have to communicate on a daily basis with. So. With that, I think we should jump into first-time leaders. This is uh, yeah. often often the space that can be most intimidating, right? You're taking on a new leadership role, you haven't led a team yet, uh, so there's some pretty obvious places um, in terms of formal training that an organization can help. Obviously, you want to help a new leader with what does it mean to lead a team? How do you set goals? How do you you know create those building blocks? So, one of the most valuable trainings I received as a first-time leader was okay, this is our strategy. How do you break it down into building blocks to set your team goals? And then how do you break those team goals down into setting realistic but also ambitious individual goals? And that kind of training um, doesn't isn't something that folks automatically know, right? I think a lot of times we assume, oh, if somebody's good at their day-to-day role, they'll also be good at leading a team. and And we kind of skip all of the relevant training to empower that person to be successful. So some of those kind of trainings on how do you set goals, how do you communicate with your team, really important. Also kind of thinking through how do you you know, delegate and how do you kind of make sure that you understand your most important role as a leader is leading your team, right? Your individual goals are still important, but your main goal is to help your team be successful. So as a leader, you wanna make sure that you're working each day to help your team be successful. And if you need to talk to your manager about you know, moving other items um, you know, out of your goals to help your team be successful, how do you have those conversations? Um, so I think those are some of the more important kind of formal kind of tactical trainings, as I would call them. And then also wanna think about how do you create relationships for your new leader to help them be successful, right? So how do you partner them with their HR business partner? So that way they know what does it mean to lead people how do I do that effectively? You know, what kind of support can HR provide me? Um, matching them up with a finance person. What does it mean in my role? Do I have to do expense reports? Do I have other financial obligations that I need to be uh, in charge of? So those are some of the other areas that come to mind for me, Mike. Um, what about you in, in terms of thinking about new leaders?
0: Yeah, the new leaders that that we work with often... <clears throat> are promoted because they're they're great at their day-to-day job they were good at the technical stuff to get them to to be in a position to be a first-time leader and i think you you hit the nail on the head tracy we we often think about well the right process is uh really reflecting on what's my role in the organization what are our larger organizational goals and how does our organization ultimately drive value for the customer um too infrequently new leaders don't really think about that they just think well here's what I do on a day-to-day level and I'm gonna help use my knowledge of that technical expertise to teach my team how to do the same things that I did effectively enough to get promoted and at teams and co we actually think it's really really important to step back in your new role think about how do we ultimately drive value to the customer And then make sure that everything that you're doing and and as you're building our team strategy, it ladders back up to that ultimate, uh, you know, driving customer value. And from there, you have a lot of the building blocks that that you need, you know, you you need to learn how to uh, educate and coach your team on laddering back to driving customer value. And then things like how do you help coach your team to develop. An individual development plan uh, how do you coach your team to to craft a vision for their role and where they want to go in their careers how do you work with them to set like really effective goals um, there's a lot of these things that many organizations either completely ignore or or, or or don't even know how to provide the training for and that's okay every organization is trying to figure out how to get better at training um, but unfortunately, it leads to a lot of first-time leaders that are ill-prepared to take on the really complicated and challenging task of people leadership.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also just, we all are so pressed for time, right? We have so many things going on. I think often a lot of these gaps come up because organizations you know, and leaders don't have time always in their schedule, but what we wanna work with organizations on is, is how do you build these processes so they're repeatable, right? How do you get the process in place So yeah, it might take a little bit of time up front, but going forward, whenever you have a new leader, you have a process for that new leader. You have kind of an internal onboarding almost. They're going to meet with certain people. They're going to take certain trainings. Maybe you can group a couple together so that they're going through the process, you know, as a group. And so I think it's really important to kind of build those processes over time. It doesn't doesn't have to be an overnight thing, but setting your team up for success is going to be you know, valuable in the future for you and for your organization.
0: Yeah, so Trace, I know that we're, we've only got a couple minutes left, but um, another common area where we see a lot of training gaps is that more director level, maybe VP level role where, you know, these have been highly successful professionals for a long time, likely they've led teams in the past um, and, and they've done some extraordinary things in their career in order to earn those more senior titles. And yet we find that many of them are sort of ill-prepared to lead large organizations or be leaders of leaders. Can, can you speak to some experiences that you've had in, in observing and, and recognizing some of those training gaps?
1: Of course. I think it's it comes down to we put those leaders in an uncomfortable position, right? Because we're assuming they know everything, so to speak. And obviously we all can't know everything. So what we want to do as an organization is be more proactive and just offer trainings to our directors and VP levels as we're going through things, right? So you might have a director who's never led a large-scale change management process. So if you as an organization are going through a large-scale change, then make be actively, proactively identifying those sorts of trainings for all the directors, VPs who will be, you know, facilitating that change, right? Just as a you know, across the board, you know, program. That way everybody feels like, hey, we've got the support we need, but we also don't feel like we're being potentially, you know, called out or, you know, we we have an opportunity to learn without feeling the pressure of maybe, you know, having to admit, uh, which we all don't love all the time, admitting that we don't know things, right? So kind of how as an organization do we build that in and keep offering opportunities to our senior leaders to develop skills that, Maybe they just they haven't encountered in their career, right? So we want to make sure that we that we continue to kind of build those out. Other areas that I've seen this happen is, you know, you might have been like a director of you know uh, one team, and now you're becoming a VP and you're managing lots of different teams, right? So maybe you were the director of sales, but now as the VP, you're leading the entire commercial organization, and that's customer support, and that's marketing, and it's sales it's training maybe there's some other pieces to that right and so offering folks as they move up into those broader roles more face time with other senior leaders who have led those kinds of teams right so they can say hey you know what here's something you want to be aware of as you're leading you know customer support and here's how you can better serve customers or here's uh, some things that i learned as i was leading marketing and really making sure those senior leaders have the opportunity to learn those other functional areas as their scope broadens. So again, not assuming that, hey, they they must know this, but giving them those opportunities to meet with other senior leaders, take additional trainings, and continuously build their skills. Um, I think previous to like one of the other things I mentioned before is, you know, just some things change over time, right? There's always new things that we could be learning. There's new ways of marketing. There's new ways of, you know, sales. There's new thought leadership in operations. And how do we kind of expose our senior leaders, whether it's through trade shows and kind of, you know, con- conferences and different learning opportunities that allow them to continuously build their build their skill set, hear different opinions. That's how innovation happens, right? Hearing other people speak about these things in different ways broadens our eyes to like, oh, I never thought about that. Maybe I'll take that approach. Um, so it, it's fun to kind of give people different opportunities so they can continuously develop their their view of their kind of operational area but also how their operational area works with other operational areas and other other uh, teams
0: yeah so I think some of the common themes that we've identified is um, a lack of training in a couple different levels and many of those are communication things many of those are uh, issues where you know leaders aren't equipped with the specific knowledge they need to tackle something that's very relevant for them today so maybe that's a senior leader who hasn't had experience leading change a change management project but that's what they're accountable to do maybe it's a first-time leader who's never uh, you know worked with a team to help their to help equip their team with the right uh, goals um, and and uh, resources that they need to be successful, or maybe it's a first time, uh, or, or it's an individual contributor who has never really been equipped with the tools that they need to really be successful in their job, and maybe th- those are things like uh, leading up or influencing a senior leader um, or presenting to a large group. There's a lot of of, of opportunities for organizations to step back, observe how their organization is functioning and identify what gaps exist, and how can they fill those gaps? And uh, that's the whole purpose behind uh, Teams & Co, and especially our team's global launch, is to create the resources that organizations need to, to step back, reflect, and say, you know, we really don't have a great training for these different areas, and we're so excited to partner with you and your teams to to help empower your teams, uh to better serve your customers and make your organization's ultimately so much more effective.
1: Yeah, 100% agree and I think this is also one of those great areas that you can use to engage your team, right? This can haul this can all start with you just asking your team, "Hey, what other trainings would you love to have? Like where where would you like to see us invest in terms of training?" Um and that that goes to a lot of other things we talk about in terms of empowering your teams. Building that feedback loop, taking their feedback and acting on it. So, another great opportunity for you to engage your team and just ask the questions. So, uh, hopefully, you heard some some helpful tips here, but also hopefully you'll uh, you'll go back and talk to your team and and provide additional training resources as they as they think that those are relevant. So, if you have other questions, feel free to always uh, visit us on social media. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we'll, we'll always answer your questions. You can use the hashtag AskTeams, and that's T-E-A-M-E-S. And uh, we look forward to the next live. Uh, you know, Now that we've got one under our belt, we'll, uh, we'll be that much better the next time. And uh, appreciate your patience as we navigated a few uh, technical difficulties.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. See you later. You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams & Co., to learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team to deliver exceptional results or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.